Hey, Kate. Hey, Eric. I'm very excited for today's guest. Today we have Susan Kelly Westman on our podcast. Susan is a social worker for the York Hospital Oncology Program, acting as a sounding board and resource for patients and families at three locations, York, Kittery, and Wells. I'm looking forward to our conversation with Susan about the programming, community fundraising, and so much more. Hi, I'm Kate Ford. And I'm Eric Fogg. Welcome to C-Town. In each episode, we will discuss all things York Hospital, past, present, and future, as well as current medical topics to help us navigate that sometimes confusing world of healthcare. But before we get to that great conversation, let's do some hospital updates. That sounds good. Do you know that March is Colon Cancer Awareness Month? I do. Uh, I do. I do. We talked about this uh, briefly, but let's go over it again. As Colon Cancer Awareness Month, we're asking all of our listeners and folks to reach out and contact their primary care provider about appropriate screening and whether or not it's time for your colonoscopy. So go ahead and give your primary care provider uh, a call about that. Some other uh, hospital announcements. I think it's appropriate every so often to remind folks about the York Hospital Fun Run for Everyone. Uh, It's our annual 5K run walk. It's taking place here at York Hospital on June the 6th. It's one of our biggest fundraising events. We typically get well over four, if not 500 runners every year, which actually speaks a lot for the program because there's so many so many 5Ks uh, nowadays that they're competitive and everyone can't run on everyone. But the fact that York Hospital gets huge numbers every year uh, speaks to the history of that program. Well, I like the, the change in name, too, because it really is for everybody, yeah. the walkers and runners. And, and it's a fun run, particularly when you're running over the Wiggly, Wiggly Bridge. Bridge, right? which it can, can be a little challenging. It, it is. It checks your balance, right, in equilibrium, that sort of thing. And it's, you know, it, it starts at the hospital and finishes at the hospital. And if you're anyone who does walk runs, the hill to finish coming up into the parking lot is quite that challenge. It's a good, strong way to finish the race. Uh, so check that out and uh, sign up for that if you haven't already. It's a great event um, and, and raises some good money for York Hospital. Also, the Hancock Classic, uh, which takes place on August 6th at the Viewpoint Hotel here in York. It overviews uh, the Nubble. Beautiful location. Uh, it's a great um, program here at York Hospital, so check that event out. Have it you is- been yet? I went last year to the Cliff House. and They went the year before. It was beautiful. It was outstanding. Um, I got outbid on something I really, really wanted uh, at the auction. It didn't work out in my favor, but I tried really hard. Uh, but uh, maybe this year uh, we'll get something good. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. So without further ado, let's get to today's guest. Well, Eric, we have Susan Kelly Westman here um, from the oncology, York Hospital Oncology. So Susan uh, received her master's in social work from UNH, right around the corner. She's worked at York Hospital since 2005 as an outpatient social worker. She started in the cardiac rehab program, which was uh, back then called Heart Health Institute, now called the Living Well Center. And she started in 2009 in oncology as the social worker. So I thought we could get started with how she was thrown into cancer. Sorry to start on a sad note, but it really does. um, I think it will explain why you're so passionate about this 
um, topic, but why she was thrown into the cancer world at age 30. So when I was six months pregnant, my husband was diagnosed with a brain tumor, um, a very grade four glioblastoma, which is a very aggressive type of brain cancer. So um, when, I was di when he was diagnosed, um, we were basically told he had about six weeks to live. Tumor was inoperable. Um, I was five months pregnant at the time. We had a lot going on. Um, we couldn't take that for an answer, so we sought out a lot of different medical opinions. We were living in California at the time and sought out some great opinions at UCLA Medical Center and US, um, USC. We found a surgeon up in Santa Barbara at a small hospital, cottage hospital, who was willing to try surgery to get out the bulk of the tumor, which was successful. Went through six weeks of radiation at UCLA. In that time, the tumor actually grew back, and we decided it was time to move back east to be with my family, because I would need that extra support. So we moved back here to York, um, and we started getting treated down in Boston at Brigham and Women's. And he actually lived for 17 months um, from date of diagnosis, which is, to us, it was a great success. He got to see his daughter be born, got to spend a year of his life with her. And um, from there, it was after going through all of that, I decided to go back to school for my master's in social work. Because along that journey, um, there wasn't a lot of questioning how we were doing as a family unit. It was very medically based on the patient. And you bring that to the I try. table. Yes, <laughs> yeah. you do, for sure. Yeah. What a powerful story. I, I know. It's, I'm um, sorry to start off like yeah, that, but I but, think it does explain a lot. And um, to not bring that up, I think, would be. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Wow. We've, we had this happen with uh, Linda Westinghouse yes, when we, we talked did. about what, what got her into this. And she shared a story about her daughter's cystic fibrosis diagnosis at the age of two that changed her trajectory and path. So um, I wow. think a lot of us, our personal experiences bring us to what we do right. and what are hopefully most of us have satisfaction in our jobs. Yeah. And so we choose careers that give us that satisfaction. To that. Yeah. Wow. Great. Well, let's start by talking about where people can find you. Um, I know that you're in three different locations now, and maybe even just touching on um, the staff that you have. Sure. So we have uh, three locations. We have a location in Kittery. Um, it's at the bypass. We have one on Long Sands Road in York and a site also up in Wells at the um, urgent care. So we're in all three sites. I, go to, I have an office in New York office and then I travel to other sites depending where patients are and what their needs are. Our staff, we have um, two doctors, um, Dr. Peter Georges and Dr. Marilyn McLaughlin that I work with and as well as a nurse practitioner, Eleanor Kurtz. We have eight chemotherapy oncology certified nurses who provide the care for the patients. Um, we have lab techs, we have MA, um, we have two pharmacists who do all the mixing and getting things ready administrative assistants, and then folks like myself, the social worker. We have a nutritionist, um, pre-certification specialist for insurance issues and concerns, uh, tumor register, nutritionist, physical therapist, financial navigator, and prescription assistance services. So those are our bulk of our staff. Um, York Hospital Oncology provides medical oncology, hematology, um, drug treatment, chemotherapy, infusion therapy, lab services, um, clinical trial management. We have a few clinical trials opened here at York Hospital. Um, and then we refer 
folks out for our radiation services because it's something we don't have here. So they usually either go to Wentworth Douglas or up to um, York County Center for Cancer Care. And if they needed surgery, what what happens there? Most of our patients get surgery right here at York Hospital, mm -hmm. um, depending what type of cancer they have. So different cancers, um, obviously we don't have brain surgery here, so someone would be referred out. Um, we don't do a lot of surgery, any surgeries on pancreatic patients, so those also would be referred out. So depending what the diagnosis is, depends where the surgery would happen, but oftentimes our patients are treated right here at York for surgery. And the affiliation with Mass General Hospital is a good, good it's a one good, for it's that. It's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, it helps get our patients right down to Boston, get in quickly with some of the best specialists in the world. So, yeah. So when we were, when you were telling your story, I wanted you to talk about your role. Um, you kind of touched on it a little bit more, but was there anything we, we missed about your role within oncology and how you work with patients and families? So how I get involved with patients and families, uh, a couple different ways. Um, doctors can refer patients. Um, the nurses, any of our staff, if they notice someone's having struggling with something. Um, we also do something called an NCCN distress, distress screen, which is a self-reported um, kind of like a little evaluation that the patient completes. So if there's any sort of red flags or things that perhaps they need to talk about or see someone about or be connected to a resource, I will get involved with the patient um, and kind of help them through um, whatever they might be going through. We screen for depression, so if we see some of that, I'll get involved with folks. Um, and just kind of the whole cancer journey, wherever a patient is, if they're just diagnosed and scared to death, I can spend a little time talking, letting them know kind of what is going to happen as best as we can tell, what, you know, offer different things that might help along the way. Um, things like um, we offer massage, we offer acupuncture, um, we have a lot of programming. Well, that, that was my <laughs> next question is talk a little bit about, I didn't realize all the programming options you had for, for patients. Right. Yeah. When I started 11 years ago, we had absolutely nothing. Um, we didn't even have a support group at that time. So it was really important to me as I took on this role to start creating um, things that help patients um, along the way. So one of them was I started a Living Well with Cancer support group, which meets monthly. Um, all of our patients are welcome to attend. Um, and that gives a little bit of that peer support that folks sometimes need as they're going through this. Um, we also have a caregiver support group for the family members. So if they're struggling going through, we also have that group that meets monthly. And then after that, <laughs> I could talk for a long time about everything, but we have a lot of um, exercise classes. So we have a woman who's a breast cancer survivor, Elisa Frazier, who does... Um, three different exercise classes for different levels of people. We have yoga classes, we have Nordic walking, um, Zumba gold classes for the patient who that physical activity is important and kind of looking for that. Um, we have art therapy classes, um, things like Zentangle, meditative drawing classes. Um, we do a silk scarf painting workshop. Have you um, ever heard of Zentangle? Can't say that I have. Oh, it's an art. <laughs> Art yeah. therapy. It's kind of based on the idea of doodling. Yeah. So, you know, you take a pen and you're in a lecture and you just start doodling. You know, it's sort of that, but it's um, much prettier. And it's supposed to be very relaxing because um, much like meditation, suddenly all your focus is on what you're doing and on that drawing. So it 
everything else kind of clears out and you just focus on something very small. So it's very helpful for a lot of people. Um, we also do a writer's workshop for people who, who like to write and process things that way. Um, music therapy. So we bring in um, a person who's trained in that and does some classes. Um, I know I have a few volunteers that provide Reiki. Yep. And they'll actually do it for families and staff and yep. the whole shebang. Yeah, so um, we offer yeah Reiki, massage, acupuncture. Um, let's see, we have forced therapy walking that we offer for patients. So that's another one of those sort of meditative things. Um, they've done a lot of studies with being out in nature and how healing that can be and being grounded, mm -hmm. touching the ground and those sorts of things. So we have a man who comes in and does a few sessions a year where we go out on walks um, with our patients and there's a little meditative quality. We do a lot of reflecting and observing your, with all your senses, the sight and smell and touch and um, another way to help manage some of the stress related with a cancer diagnosis. So I'm really taken back by how robust this program is from all of, of those offerings to just the delivery of medications and everything. I, um, I've been in medicine for 20 plus years. Oncology is not my lane per se, but my understanding is that 10 years ago at a community hospital for patient, or 15 years ago, if a patient had a cancer diagnosis, they often went to the academic centers and and that's where the best of the best were and that sort of thing. My understanding of cancer care and cancer therapy is they're all protocols, you know, they're all protocols now. And those protocols um, are prescriptive depending on the type of cancer and that sort of thing. And, and the value now of a small community hospital like York Hospital is you could have a cancer diagnosis, you could go to Boston, get that protocol assigned, so to speak, but have that care delivered your, your hospital is that that is correct yeah we always say that the drug in the bag that gets infused is yeah. the exact same drug in boston right. as it is in york maine right. so it's kind of a matter of convenience, convenience. in a lot of way you're, and, you're and being and close to home and your loved ones and the support that's a huge step in in cancer yeah. care that's probably evolved over the last 10 or 15 years yeah. so a little small community hospital like york hospital you can get that same drug in the bag so to speak yep. in addition to that everything we've spent the last five or ten minutes talking about that will enhance right your care and, and hopefully improve your outcome and and provide an environment where healing can take place that's pretty remarkable it kudos to you and your team for putting that all together i mean yeah. you mentioned 11 years ago there's nothing to to all of this that's yeah. that's outstanding yeah we've done a lot of work along the way and tried to figure out we've tested out a lot of different things what programs work what don't work what people are interested in um, we also do a lunch and learn series so we do that about eight times a year bring in a speaker, provide lunch. The patients really enjoy that. Um, we do also a cooking demonstration at Stonewall Kitchen wow. once a year, which our patients, I think that's a favorite for everyone. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, what, what is the most popular offering that you, what, what's, the, what's the big ticket? Put item? me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, people do love Stonewall Kitchen yeah. a lot. Um, the other thing we do is we provide free wi uh, wigs and hats for our patients who are losing their hair. Um, so that is one of those things that, a lot of women are very appreciative um, because it happens usually about three weeks after they get their first treatment. And so we go in kind of ahead of, t ahead of that, prepare them, and try to get them linked up with whatever they think they're going to want in that respect. Um, massage and acupuncture are hugely popular. Um, and we offer six free massage treatments, six free acupuncture treatments. Everything we offer is free to the patient. 
So we do a lot of um, fundraising. We have the Breast Cancer Living Well Fund, and we have the Living Well with Cancer Fund that is able to provide everything for the patients. Yeah. In our last podcast, we talked about the, the girls' basketball program at Wells High School and, and that fundraiser, and we spent a little time talking about the history of that and how much money that's brought in. Um, but we do other fundraising initiatives here at York Hospital that, that go to support yeah. those programs. Yeah, it's amazing. We just accepted a check last week from um, the York Boys High School hockey team for eight hundred. And I, I want to say ten dollars. Well, they've been doing it, but pink the in the pink rink. Pink in the rink. <laughs> that was, yeah. yeah. So it's a. There's a lot of. Um, we have a big Andrew surf competition and car show in the summer, mm. and year after year they've donated um, to our Living Well with Cancer Fund. How much is that? That's quite a bit, right? That's well over. I think a hundred thousand at this point. Wow. Yeah, so we have these people who are somehow linked to cancer. It's made it, it's had an impact on their life, and they want to do something, and they want to turn around and give back and, and provide some of the basic needs. A lot of people, if they're alone, um, it's, um, you know, very hard if they can't work full-time. Mm-hmm. They have to take time off. They still have a mortgage. They have groceries. They have things like that they need to get on food on the table. So all these grants and programs allow us to, to offer some of that, which is another thing we do. We can help put fuel in the tank or groceries on the table, yeah. gas carts. Um, we figured back and forth to Wentworth Douglas for radiation is roughly $300 if you go for a six-week course. Yep. Yep. And so we're able to give gas carts for those people who just can't afford, you know, um, cancer care is expensive. So we're able to do a lot um, that way as well. So we're very... I know when I was working um, at the your community service association is because uh, I'm a social worker too. <laughs> um, we worked really closely together with providing uh, support to clients that I was working with who had uh, one particular family is sticking out to me that yeah. she had breast cancer and it was stage four when it was identified and the gas cards and food and that that you were able to provide to that family was really helpful. Yeah. Susan, what's the most rewarding? part of your job? When people come in and they've had a nice clean scan, (laughs) they're cancer free. Yeah. You know, I really, and as, I mean, I really enjoy every part of my job. No two days are ever the same. Mm -hmm. I think that's true of most people in healthcare. You don't know what's going to happen on that day. So I I really, um, I just like being there, helping, you know, pointing people in the right direction, trying to help get them through. Does pet therapy come through at all? Pet therapy? Um, Funny you should ask. <laughs> we don't officially have any pet therapy. Okay. Um, it's something we've talked about, um, and eventually down the line we might do something along those lines. Um, but we might need to talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have um, some great pet therapy teams. Yep. So I was thinking of that because I don't remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. Any any new additions or expansions to the oncology program coming down um, that you see in the next year or two? Um, I know we are expanding actually our site up in Wells. Yep. So we're adding some extra treatment rooms, exam rooms. Mm-hmm. So that will be great to see more people. So we're kind of varying the planning phases. I just saw some initial plans, yep. Yep. Um, but we will have that um, coming forward. Um, let's see what else. We always look at programming. Um, we actually just um, got in touch with a woman in Wells who does massage. So our Wells patients will stay up in that area when they want That's massage great. instead of having to they used to come to the hospital yep. to see our wellness services here. So this is kind of just a nice, easier for them to not have to do extra traveling. Yep. Um, 
So we're always looking at programming and, and different things to do. I think cancer medicine, which I know you're going to have my, our colleagues on yeah. to talk yes. about that, but it's, um, it's amazing what they do nowadays with genetic testing. Right. And they can predetermine what chemotherapies will work right. best with what cancer. Amazing. So medicine, it's just changing so quickly. So um, we have great, great doctors who are all on board with that. Yeah. Um, so you have two oncologists right now. We do. Okay. Yep. And that's it. We'll have them on, um, Dr. George's and Dr. McLaughlin. We'll have a podcast with an upcoming upcoming podcast, kind of earmarked with those. Um, And then you added the nurse practitioner role to that group here to give some continuity, I think, to that to that practice. Yeah, and it's really great because the north the nurse practitioners can um, they work closely with the doctors and really make it a little more seamless for our patients. And they're sometimes easier to get a hold of if a patient has a quick question about a medication or something like that. So it's a um, nice. And Ellen's great. I, I, uh, we worked together at, at Goodall in the emergency room years ago. And, and when she came back to York, we reconnected a little bit. So I'm glad that she, I mean, it's a perfect um, position for her, her yeah. temperament, her personality, her style. Uh, I'm a big fan of hers. Yeah, and, we're very, very lucky that she's part of our yeah, team now. We really great really enjoy it so and we still are looking for another oncologist and or another nurse practitioner to join um, to be fully staffed so that's because you're traveling quite a bit so is there anything before we sign off that we forgot to mention that you'd like to just include I just want to stress again how grateful I am for all the fundraising efforts and community efforts and the 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 basketball teams the hockey teams um, the surf competitions um, there's a golf tournament that does a memorial golf tournament to us that uh, the people in the community a lot of memorial donations people make um, to keep the programming going because there's such value to it for for our patients which is what it's all about so I'm very grateful we I feel like we have a great community in this area and I love the fact that it's you know Wells basketball York hockey Kidry basketball, you know, different, all different, all, all touching our all our areas. communities. Yeah, yeah. it's a fantastic. Um, so I'm just very grateful to be part of it. Well, thank you for all you do for the program and uh, all your team does for our patients. So we greatly appreciate that. You do a, an excellent job for sure. Thank you. Thank you, thank you Susan. Thank yeah. Great. So, what'd you think, Eric? It's a good conversation. So I probably learned more on this episode and this discussion than any of our previous. It's just um, I'm certainly aware of our oncology program. I know the physicians. Um, I know kind of what takes place to a certain degree, but the, the breadth and depth of the offerings at York Hospital, I, I, I had no idea. I had yeah. no idea. So that was an excellent guest to have on to, to highlight and showcase um, that program. Yeah, we um, this touched my family rec- most recently, and um, the care we received was was really good. We had um, Dr. George's as my dad's oncologist. Um, unfortunately, my dad did lose his fight, um, but they were pro uh, treatment. I think the thing that stuck out with me um, the most is that at eighty, so he was diagnosed at eighty four. Um, they never treated him like an eighty four year old. They always treated him like a healthy adult, which he was. Sure. Um, right up, right, really, right up to the end. Yeah. So I, I think age, when when you have a disease like that, needs to be thrown out the door. Oh. <laughs> and you, because they kept saying that he was healthier than some of the sixty-year-olds sure. that were coming through the door. Sure. So, and uh, so yeah. 
Well, it was a great reminder, too. I think folks still have that notion of you have a cancer diagnosis, you have to go to Boston or you have to go to Portland or you have to go to wherever, um, that a lot of the treatment, evaluation, and care can be uh, delivered right here at York Hospital. And that makes such a difference with the family and the travel. I'm sure it made a difference with your mom and, yes. and you and just to did. be close by and that sort of thing. So great reminder that uh, York Hospital delivers great cancer care right here in York. That's right. And we'll um, we'll get into more detail with, from the oncologist's point of view Sure. Uh, when we have Dr. McLaughlin and Dr. Georges. So thank right. you, Eric. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you for listening to this episode of C-Town Podcast. Uh, please go to our website uh, or download wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And don't forget to check out our new Instagram page uh, at C-Town Podcast. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of C-Town. We hope you found it of interest and would love to hear from you about topics you'd like to learn more about. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find episodes by clicking C-Town button on the homepage of yorkhospital.com. By listening to this podcast, you're agreeing not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own provider for any medical issues that you may be having. C-Town is a production of Darcy Creative in collaboration with York Hospital. Copyright 2020.